All right, you are now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode one forty nine, and the Bucks are down three zero. What is this going to mean for the future of Giannis? Houston upsets the Lakers in Game One. What's going on with Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell, and the Los Angeles Clippers pull out game one. Game two is tonight. We're going to break down all of the games for you. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, give me that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 149, getting to that milestone of 150. Drew and I just had our Saturday wing stop delight. Drew went with the platinum, uh, the oh, platinum man. version today. The sounds coming out of your body right now are just unbelievable. I can't believe how many wings and fries and blue cheese dressing you just had. It was It was so enjoyable. For those that don't know, I'm I'm a wing connoisseur. I have a world class palate. I don't think you can be a connoisseur if you only get one flavor every time, though. Bro. I've had every flavor. That's okay. the thing is is I know which flavor is my favorite, mm-hmm. but I've had every single flavor that they offer at Wingstop. I'm not a Buffalo Wild Wings guy. I want to make this very clear right here, right now. I am a Wingstop guy. <laughs> you are, but you went overboard today. I did. I you know what? I I got a little bit. I I felt really hungry. And I went with the extra five boneless wings on the side with the large fries. And that and you know, the ten wings to start. Well, of course, the, yeah, the ten, the ten original hot. But, uh, yeah, that was a lot of food. I, I, I did eat. I ate too much. And just so you know, the greatest wing in the world is Gus's Chicken in Memphis, Tennessee. Is that so right? That is the, the bad. There is a Gus's Chicken in, like, Pasadena now. Not the same thing. You got to go to the country-ass Gus's Chicken in Memphis, Tennessee, have a Yingling beer to go with it. Yeah, yeah. But that is the greatest chicken wing in the world. Hopefully you get to have one one day, Drew. Wait, are they better than the Lou, the Lou Will the, lemon pepper? I, well, those were good, too. <laughs> those were very good, too. Lemon pepper Lou, our boy. Uh, I, well, that's my goal. Is I, you know, part, of, part of my bucket list is I want to visit as many like, of these world-renowned wing spots in the United States that, that I can. And uh, put Gus's on your list. I, that's it's going to be on the list as well as Magic City. I don't know how my girlfriend's going to feel about Magic <laughs> City, but I'm just going to tell her I was stay. Like, I was doing the Lou Will treatment. I just stayed in the in the in the we got takeout in the kitchen area. Mm-hmm. I was staying in the food area. <laughs> hey, Bucks down three zero. Oh my God! What the hell's happening to our boys? Uh, the reigning MVP, probably the MVP uh, again this year, defensive player in the year. The Bucks look absolutely terrible. Who would have thunk this? Right? Yeah. I, I, I certainly didn't think it was going to be a sweep. I mean, I called Miami winning, and it's funny, dude. After you know, after the pod that we dropped, you know, two pods ago, with me confirming that that was going to be my pick, and and you know, Miami in six. It seems like everyone else jumped on the bandwagon after that. Like, I heard Simmons was picking Miami. A lot of people in the media, Stephen A. After the first game, right? Or, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if it was before the right before the series, or but it seems to be now that the majority of people are realizing. Well, certainly now after after they're up three nothing, but you know even before that that game three win, a lot of people were picking Miami to win, and it, it's because you know if you're if you're good at watching basketball and analyzing how things go, like Miami is kind of the the kryptonite <laughs> for for Milwaukee, and they're proving it. Um, now, needless to say, I didn't expect. 
for Miami to go up 3-0. I didn't expect to see the lack of intensity and the lack of urgency from Milwaukee, especially in that fourth quarter of game three, which is, as we know, no one has ever come back from 3-0. And it won't be this team either. Ever. Right. No one ever. 3-1, right. we've seen it. You know, mm -hmm. fuck, Denver just did it. for. I think they're like the 12th or 13th team. So it's just, it's done. I mean, this is it. The, 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 the end of the road for the Bucks is is here, whether it's this next game or whether it's the gentleman sweep and Miami takes them in five. Yeah, this has got to be about a big of as big of a letdown as Milwaukee could have had. It's so crazy to me, dude, just the, the, the minute restriction Giannis has. At 25 years old, best physical shape, probably the best physical player in the NBA, restricted to 30 minutes a game. Yeah, he only played 35 minutes in game three. Yeah, because Budenhoser said that Middleton and, and uh, Giannis – can't be if they're playing 36 that's the ceiling for them and i said that's bullshit this is the playoffs you're trying especially to, in, a, in a in a game three yeah, 100%. That they have to win yes yeah your mvp should be playing every single minute 42 of the game. minutes 45 minutes whatever it is middleton too because it's obvious that those are the only two players on the team that can score well brooke lopez is, is scoring his ass off he is he's playing well but they're letting threes. him do that yes. right they, they want go ahead and have brooke shoot 20 shots yes. that's that's the idea but the, the real thing is jimmy and, and the heat like, as bad as we think that Miami's playing, it's the defense and the offense from Miami. Like, Jimmy's leading this team. They have everything that they need as far as shooters and athletes and defense. And, you know, they bought into everything Jimmy brings to the table. And we're seeing, like, Jimmy is that guy, dude. He really is that guy. And he, he made a quote last night or whatever. He's like, motherfuckers think I can't play basketball for some reason. <laughs> you know? He's like, I'm really, really good. And it's obvious that he's locked in, not, not allowing any family members to come. He's working out after every single game. Like he's focused and determined. And I just think they have absolutely no match for, for everything that, that Miami's bringing to the table. You know, uh, Dragic had a bad game last night, but he's been playing his butt off. Hero looks good. Um, Olenek didn't play either. Right. Olenek was out and Spolstra, because again, this team is strong. Spolstra just is able to go to Myers Leonard, who, as we know, is a very serviceable big man. He, he could play seven minutes for you, eight minutes, ten minutes. No problem. Right. And guard Brooke Lopez, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Without a – yeah. No. And Leonard has gotten no burn at Zero. all. Zero. Right. This was his first game right. since the playoffs started mm -hmm. that he played. Just the intensity level was on yeah. a 10 for Miami and a 2 for, yep. for the Bucks. And maybe it's the fact that the family's back and, like, Giannis is with his kid and his girl's back there. And it's not just Giannis. But, you know, it's a major drop-off from the first round. We saw the Orlando loss as, you know, it pinpointed exactly why we didn't think Miami or my, excuse me, we did, it pinpointed exactly why we didn't think Milwaukee had what it took to win a championship. Now, they were able to handle the rest of that Orlando series the way that we expected and won four games in a row. But it's what they did in that game one and subsequent games, even though they've won, that is the reason that they're in this situation here. They needed a full team performance against this Miami team and the intensity level to be at a 10 the whole time. And it, I don't think it ever got there for them in this series. I mean, it's been super quick. It's only been three games. But I, I never saw the intensity at a, at a, a level 10 other than the, like that last two-minute spurt in game two when they almost One. came all the way back and won. I mean, in this game three, Middleton had 18 points. Giannis had 20, 21 points. Brooke Lopez had 22 that's it. I mean, my that, question is this though: Why is why is there a minute restriction on either one of these guys? That doesn't make any sense. No, I and mean, it, the quote was thirty-five to thirty-six is quote pushing it for them. Where where is this coming from? I don't understand it. Right, especially you know like the minutes restrictions 
I, I understand it during the regular season, right? Like, fine. You know, Giannis, you only want to play him 32 minutes. Okay. But they have to understand what, what's at stake here. You know, five extra, ten extra minutes in this game or, or previous games in this series is not going to ruin Giannis's career. If he's going to go down with a season-ending or career you know, altering injury, it's going to happen. Whether or not that could have happened in the first five. That's what I'm minutes. saying. Whether he plays 35 right. minutes or 45 minutes, it's it, it's one of those things that's it's going to happen. And I honestly do think something did happen. So I think yeah, he looked a little injured out there. There was a couple things that happened during the series, like an ankle roll, and then his weird like foot thing mm-hmm. that was happening. So I will. I'll, I'm going to go down and say that he's definitely. I I don't think he's at a hundred percent. And maybe that goes into the fact that like they just kept that behind closed doors, and they're like, okay, Giannis is kind of hurt. We're going to still let him get his 35 minutes, but we're not going to push it because this it, whatever it is, if it's a foot or an ankle, it could lead to a longer, you know, nagging problem that they don't know if they can fix. And we know, especially with guys of his size, anytime it's ankles or feet, it you know, it's a it's a cause for concern. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if after the fact, like once they bounce out, that Giannis is, you know, has to go under some sort of surgery mm-hmm. um, or is actually, you know, going to come out and say that he was injured. Um, but you know what? This is this is about as, as poorly as I would have expected Milwaukee to play in this series. And if you're watching them play, again, I don't want this to be a Giannis rip sesh, but we're, we you can see that he's not a complete player yet. You know, 0 for 7 for 3. Why are you shooting? Stop shooting 3. Stop shooting Stop in shooting general. Threes. Yeah. You're 0 for 7, and they're they're giving it to you. And I know. Begging. Begging you to shoot it. You know, it's like what, Russell, Westbrook. Like, please. Please. <laughs> go ahead. Shoot, shoot the 3. Shoot a jump shot. Right? And for Giannis, it's the same thing. Yeah. And I think in the, in the, in the coming years, I think 100% Giannis is going to work on his 3-point shot during this offseason. Yeah. And at some point, he will be that stretch threat at some point. Yeah, and it, and it won't have to be him shooting eight threes a game. Right. He just needs to make two. Lopez shoots five and hits three. Right. Like that. Give me five at That's a high, at like a higher it, clip. If he's making, you know, thirty, I'll just say thirty to thirty-five percent mm-hmm. of his threes, it changes everything in the way that teams have to defend him. Because as soon as he hits the second three, whatever point it is, they're gonna they're gonna have to press up on him. And look. If there's one thing that Giannis has done every year, it's gotten better, right? There, I mean, and the guy has an incredible work work ethic. But whoever they're they're training with to try and get his shot in, to to where it needs to be, it's it's not working. He's airballing free throws mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. still very much. I mean, he's so focused on his form. Um, I do I do think that there has to be maybe a little bit less focus on. Oh, maybe make make sure my elbow is locked in and my shoulder and the ball and everything is where shoot it. Yeah, you got to be able to just let that go mm-hmm. and play and just shoot your jump shot. And we know this. Like like the one of the greatest shooters of all time, Reggie Miller, does not have what you would call perfect form, but it's the repetition and the confidence that Reggie had in in his ability. Not necessarily. Oh, I have to make sure that my left hand is like this or my right hand is like this. He's gotta he's gotta get some freedom to just shoot. And and look, man, I think a, a perfect example of somebody that is improving, at, I would say, relatively similarly similarly to Giannis is Pascal Siakam, who's also having a very disappointing playoffs right now for for Toronto. Um, but that guy had like no jump shot coming in the league out of New Mexico, worked very hard at all aspects of his game, and is now a competent, relatively competent three point shooter. So I don't know if Giannis needs to talk to Pascal or try and connect with his shooting coach 
or you know, I know there's a really famous shooting coach in in uh, San Antonio that that taught Kawhi how to shoot much better, similar kind of thing as well. Kawhi was not a three point threat when he first entered the league, and clearly he is now. Uh, there there is options for Giannis to go through, and I do think Milwaukee, especially if they want to keep him, they need to add components to this team, but they also need to help him develop. And if he feels like he's not developing at the rate that he wants, he's going to want to leave. We're going to uh, – Milwaukee's during this offseason, assuming they're going to lose, which we both think they're going to, you know, they have to really sit back and think what we need to surround Giannis to keep him. If you looked at our post last night, I posted Giannis, and I'm about to dip, though, is his, <laughs> is his, is his new last <laughs> name, right? Because that's – I mean, that's the narrative right now is Miami or Toronto, which I don't – I don't put anything into hearing that because I don't know where that's coming from. It's Every team will put in a bid of for course, Giannis. Of course. And then we had some people saying, oh, he's going to the Lakers. No, he's not going to the Lakers. Well, but we do have his brother. You do have – that's true. And his brother's got to see what it's like living in L.A., but, which is always good. Yeah, but yeah, I guess that's true. All Giannis knows is Wisconsin. so That's my point. I'm with that, yeah. even though he loves Wisconsin. But then if you're talking Miami, which he would be amazing on – you can't do that, Giannis. If you get swept, you're doing the Kevin Durant thing too. And you're going to go to the team. Obviously, it's not the same season. but And it's also not the Warriors. It's like it's not like Miami has won the last two championships. Right. Right. So it, there is a definitely, you know, a component of that that would definitely not not impact. Like, let's, let's say Miami wins the title mm-hmm. this year. Then Giannis goes, okay, then we can start doing the, mm-hmm. all right, KD, Giannis comparison thing, super team conversation again. But unless that happens, it, I don't think it'll be looked at nearly as bad as as the KD move. To, I, st- to, I know. I st- jump on the champions. Team. I still believe in Giannis, and I think he's got that dame in him with the with the loyalty and upwards of two hundred and fifty million coming to you again is a lot of money from somebody that came from absolutely nothing, you know, to turn that down. Yeah. And the franchise that believed in him and took him and, and grew him to be the player that he is. I'm a little disappointed at uh, just the lack of enthusiasm. You know, we saw this really great regular season team. And then going into the playoffs, like, you're just getting bullied. And Jimmy is bullying you. Everybody. Jim, everybody. bullying the whole team. But uh, Jimmy, 31, 34 minutes, 30 points, 19 free throws last night. Yeah, he only took 13 shots and got 30 points. Big shots, though. And Seven of 13. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of stuff that Jimmy does. Like, mm-hmm. this, that's the shit that you need to do to win games, important games. And, uh, and he knows he doesn't. He's not a good three point shooter. He doesn't take a lot of threes. We, they got plenty of dudes on the team that can do that. Everybody else on the team can shoot threes. Yes, and Jimmy's for, fine. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen him hit huge threes, especially against Indiana in that series. He hit like I don't know five or six over the course of that series that were really pivotal big three point shots. Um, but dude, Jimmy's a hooper, man. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. This whole squad, the whole Miami team, is just ready to go. Yep. They all they're all gas. They have no break right now. And without a doubt. Uh, whoever comes out of the Boston-Toronto series is going to be up for a, a really tough matchup. If it's Toronto, if it's Boston, both of those teams are not going to be happy to see Miami in that Eastern Conference Finals. One thing before we move mm-hmm. to the to that other series, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to mention that DiVincenzo had his very first game, like, you know, good game. Double digits. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> his very first good game. And, and you know, this is we, we're seeing a bit of a trend mm-hmm. With some of the guys that you're called out, I mean, it happened with with Grayson Allen mm-hmm. um, and some others, you know, in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just love for can you call out like the majority of the Lakers during this podcast I'm, at some point so that we can all get that. Boost? So you think I'm like Chuck? We need the clips. You boost. think I'm like Championship Chuck? No, 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 because you're not calling losses or wins. Mm-hmm. 
You're just calling out players that are playing poorly, and then they're turning it around they immediately. So Grayson, I would love for you to, to at some point just get on the Lakers a little oh, well, bit. I'm going to go in on your Lakers cool. here in a minute. Perfect. That's but what we need. I like that little low blow you just gave me. <laughs> and D. Vincenzo, he finally has a 10-point game, right? <laughs> hey, one thing about the Bucks though. I want them to get one. Do not get swept, Giannis. I love you too much. I like Budenhoser too much. I like Chris Middleton. I like that team. I can't have them go out like some punks like this. Or – we could see something where Giannis doesn't play game four because of his foot injury. Well, that's the which thing. Which could possibly it, it, happen. If, he, if Giannis is actually injured mm-hmm. and has been nursing something for a while, then they're probably just going to bow out. Now, Giannis, is, as we know, is a competitor, right? He's, probably, he's not going to want to sit out this game. He's not going to want to get swept. Um, but it's kind of futile at this point, other than like the pride thing of saying that we didn't get swept. Winning one game, winning zero games, there's not much difference there. Yeah, and then to give him the MVP trophy after this, too. That's another reason why I hate regular season MVP. You know, if you get swept in the second round, you know, he'll be – how many players have won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season? Has that happened? I mean, did, did like David Robinson or, or Akeem or – I was thinking like Tim Duncan. Maybe. Yeah, it's rare. It would have to be. It's super rare. Maybe KG that one year when he won. It's possible. He won MVP? Yeah, he won he it once. Win? Yeah, he, he over Kobe. Mm. Oh, <laughs> another guy that won it over Kobe. Here we go. That was that was in the early stages of Kobe. Oh, boy. Right after Shaq left. I, if my if my memory serves, I, I you know what? I'm sure there was a guy that did it, like Bill Russell, right? Oh, or yeah. you know something along those lines way back in the 60s or 70s. Um, but it is rare to have somebody that gets both of those awards. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, it's back to the drawing board here for, from Milwaukee's front office. They don't need to fire Budenholzer. I don't think they need to do that, but you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if they get swept and he's no longer the head coach. I see. I don't like that at all. I don't like it. He's a really good head coach, but this is the stuff. Like it's great to be a, a, a great player in the regular season, a great team, a great coach in the regular season. And it means absolutely dick if you're not advancing to the finals, uh, at least to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you lose in the finals, okay, then you, you you did a really good job of getting there, and it just didn't fall your way. But getting swept in the semis, dude, it's not enough. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And and I I always think the reason for any franchise to fire their head coach is because they actively think that there is a better prospect out there for them to get. And I don't know if there is a better coach available than Mike Budenholzer mm. right now. So I don't think they need to do that. But they definitely need to figure out what the fuck this team can can do and who they can afford to lose and who they can afford to bring uh, and, new. Some and new they need to in. sign Giannis. And he well, needs to, duh, you, you yeah. cannot lose him right. at all. Right. So they, if he, you know, you got to sign the extension. So and Middleton's we, locked up there. Mm-hmm. And, and, but Middleton, like you and I say, that's not the guy. And he he's due a lot of money. Right. They, they gave him the, the max extension. And mm-hmm. so he's he's getting paid a lot of money. So, you know what? If they move him, then you know then we're going to be seeing some really crazy blockbuster sort of trade. But, obvi- well, obviously, they're not going to try and move Giannis. But I don't think they're going to try and move Giannis or Middleton. Um, but if they get swept, I mean, at this point, regardless, winning one game or, or getting swept, this offseason is going to be a really tough sell to get Giannis to sign on the dotted line unless they improve mm. um, in some other places. So that other Eastern Conference game, Toronto, Boston. I mean, Boston was about to go up 3-0. What a crazy last shot Holy by OG. Shit. Yeah. Um, I want to bring this up, though. Yeah. Like, it, it was a really good game. I enjoyed All it. All three games have been very they good have. games. Yes. They have. But that last, you know, two minutes of that game was, was, was pretty intense. Wow. But that last play 
where Taco comes in to guard the Lowry. Yeah, but <laughs> this is the thing, though. There is so much room now. With you can back up with no people with sitting no people. there. Right. Normally, that would have been extremely difficult for Lowry, who's six feet tall, to get that pass over Taco. Definitely. And, and homie put it right in the wheelhouse, dog. Perfect like, spot. It was the perfect pass. He was wide open. You saw. You said Jason Tatum blew his defensive. Uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen J- Brown blew it. Jalen Brown. Look, this is this is where being a player is more than just your athletic ability. It's in moments like this situation. Right, 0.5 seconds on the clock. You guys are up by two. What's the last thing you should let happen? Three. A catch-and-shoot three-pointer. Last thing you should let happen. Or foul. I mean, catch-and-shoot from the half court? Fuck it. Go ahead and let that happen. But OG Ananobi was just – he didn't move. It's not like he ran to that spot and, like, came off the screen. He was just standing there, wide open, facing the hoop. Ball comes to him. Hands ready. He literally – all he had to do was catch-and-shoot. And that's that's all they had the time to do. So look, I still can't believe he got it off with point five. I, just mathematically speaking, I mean Derek Fisher, baby. I know, but I know, <laughs> I know. No, I I know what you mean. Point mm-hmm. five just doesn't seem like enough time. But mm-hmm. it was very clear when they ran it back mm-hmm. that you know the clock with with what it was. He, it was the quickest shot that I've ever seen. You know, outside of like Steph Curry's, uh, you know, catch and so release. It was so fast. And and he fucking drained it. I mean, what a shot. What a great shot. Again, regardless, Jalen Brown still got there for the closeout and almost got a piece of that ball. But it's just it's what I what I want to say is is in in those moments, Jalen was trying to like hedge and make sure that they couldn't get like the easy dump down tip in to to um I think Gasol was under the rim or Ibaka, one of the two was under the rim. And it's like, dude, go to overtime before you end up losing the game. Because the only way that you lose is if a three goes in and, and it hits right there. But look, Boston's in a great position. They were, they have been handling Toronto very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, Siakam is not stepping up. Lowry's doing his best to put as many points on the board as he can. But these are two very solid teams, Toronto and Boston. And Boston is just getting the better of them right now outside of that crazy finish. If this goes 2-2, though, it's going to be interesting. Yes. Because this is a momentum win, big time. You could see how hyped they all were. And I don't I, and I and don't think you do either. I don't know much about OG Ananobi, but in the past day and a half, I've learned a lot about him. And I heard, He loves scarves. I, I heard that he's like the Kawhi. Fashion. I heard he's like the Kawhi, though. Like the dude, Quiet. Quiet, doesn't say much. Yeah. Uh, like he really meant what he said after the game. Like I took the shot because – I was going to make it. I knew I was going to make it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I so mean? So OG, like, he went to Indiana for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got one of the greatest names in the NBA. OG. OG Ananobi. Love it. Not better than Lou Williams' son's name, though. What's Lou Williams' son's name? Six. Six, that's right, that's right. But but mm-hmm. look, I mean, oh, he only had nine points in this game before he hit that last second three. So it's not like he's, you know, some Killing some it. unbelievable yeah, player. He's not. He's, I mean, he's very, very good. And the reason that I expected Toronto to still be good after Kawhi left is because I expected Pascal to take on more of the scoring that Kawhi, you know, when Kawhi leaves, Pascal will step up his points. And I knew OG, who was injured for the majority of last year with Kawhi there, was going to be able to step into the starting role and do a good job. He's a very athletic player. Um, he's pretty smart. He, he's actually got a, a nice touch offensively. He hasn't really hit that, you know, that NBA scoring level, but he's still young. Yeah, you I, I, only, I only think he's been in the league like maybe two or three years. Um, so he's still, yeah, he's still very young and he's going to continue to improve in the system. We know that Toronto does a good job with uh, developing, developing players. Uh, but what I said that needed to happen was Kyle Lowry in order for, for Toronto to win, Kyle Lowry's going to have to score. He scored 31 points in this game. Um, Love and, Kyle and Van Vliet had a really nice 25. 
Um, but that's the shit that is going to have to happen. Finally, Lowry ends up taking the most shots um, for Toronto in this game. He took 23 shots. He needs to keep doing that because Kemba and, and Tatum. He was cooking. Kemba was dude, cooking. Kemba, Kemba comes around these screens and people are sagging off him like he can't shoot. Like he can't shoot. Like he's Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And it's like Kemba's like, dude, this is a 15-footer. Mm-hmm. Uh, splash. I'm going to take that all goddamn day. Right. The fact that Boston didn't win that game means it's wide open again. I mean, they were 0.5 seconds away from locking this down and looking at a Miami-Boston Eastern Conference Finals. I still think that's the way it's going to go. But you're right. These kinds of shots can alter a series. The momentum swing, the confidence boost. Uh, we know Toronto's a very good team. so It's kind of what it, happened with Denver. Once they, You know what I mean? Once they started hitting their shots, the momentum swing, totally different direction. Um, I'm sorry, Drew, but we got to do it, dude. What's De- up? Deja vu last night. Your boys. All right? Lakers lose to Houston first game. Yeah. We weren't really thinking that. Like, Houston coming off kind of like – Denver having one day off before they got to face the Lakers. The only thing I need to say, I want to say is this, is I'm really impressed. I said this on the last show. I'm just really impressed with Houston's defense and specifically PJ Tucker. All right. This guy, I mean, if he, if he's not the hardest working player on defense in any team in the NBA, you're tripping. Okay. Yeah. He definitely deserves to be in the defensive player of the year award. He, um, he does. And he wasn't even included in the ballot this year. I, but team defense, too. Like Eric sure. Gordon. Uh, they do the team. It is a team. It yeah. is a team, but he's yeah. the anchor if he's got to guard the biggest guy. Right. And one thing I was thinking last night was just like they're mentioning all the places P.J., you know, has played and whatnot. And this guy's earned every single thing he's ever gotten in the NBA. He reminds me a lot of Pat Beverly, who – had to take a different route after college to make it to the NBA. And you can tell that they're playing for something different. Like they, they pride themselves on defense because that's why teams pick them up. So, you know, he, Patrick Beverly doesn't care if he's guarding LeBron James, Uh, PJ Tucker doesn't mind if he's playing Anthony Davis. Right. And there was that one specific play last night where, where LeBron was trying to back PJ down and PJ wasn't giving him any room. And LeBron took a really terrible shot. Horrible. That was like one of the worst shots I've ever seen. All he had to do was drop step, right? All he had to do. He had PJ exactly where he wanted him. Drop step baseline. It's a fucking two handed layup or do the drew fadeaway. And LeBron loves that fadeaway. Right. He absolutely does. Right. He didn't either. He just like threw it over his head. It was one of the worst shots I may have ever seen LeBron take in a game. And so LeBron, zero points in the fourth quarter. AD, six points in the fourth quarter. Um, Definitely not enough. What what did they win by? It was what? It was uh, 15 points. And it was funny with Russell because Russell's just so hyped and lit. And the one shot, the one three he hits on AD's head, dude goes wild, right? Cusses out all the babies in the front row. All the moms in the front row, (laughs) you know? And what else is impressive is immediately after the game, James Harden, Eric Gordon, everybody went to the weight room and they they worked out again. Like they're, I think they're locked in right now, Drew. I wouldn't be scared because again, we're not going to sit here and say, oh well, just like Portland, like they can definitely beat uh, the Lakers in a seven game series, which they can. Certainly. But I'm not buying into it yet at all. Yeah, look, it, it's it, to be quite honest, you said it first, the deja vu moment. It's like, all right, Lakers had five days off, Houston didn't, you only had one day. And, you know, I kind of expected Houston to be a little tired. Mm-hmm. And they did not look tired. James Harden specifically, right from the get-go, was getting his buckets. I mean, I think he had like 22 points in the first half. He ended with 36, uh, 36 in the game. The first thing that has to be mentioned is P.J. Tucker guarded Anthony Davis 26 times, and Anthony Davis scored zero. Shut up. Is that the stat? Zero points. Really? I didn't know that. Against P.J. Tucker. 
Wow. He still had Anthony Davis box score, 25 points, mm-hmm. 14 rebounds. You're like, there you go, How AD. How many free throws? That was my next point. What was it? So the Lakers, in for the entire team, shot 19 free throws. Not great. Mm-hmm. That's not great. That James Harden does that most nights. Jimmy Butler got that himself. Exactly. Uh, but specifically, LeBron, five free throws. Mm, he made four of them, which is which is good, better than what we normally get from him. Mm. And Anthony Davis, four free throws. Okay? That's the shit that tells me you're not going to the basket hard. You're not driving to the basket to try and score and dunk. And while Anthony Davis shot, I mean, 10 of 16 from the field, there's nothing wrong with that. 16 is a problem. I need him to be shooting 25 shots. Now, clearly, I underestimate PJ, as did pretty much probably everybody else. When you're when you're looking at this series, you go, there it is. There's the matchup. How can PJ possibly stop Anthony Davis? And part of it is because PJ is one hell of a defender. The other part is that Anthony Davis seems like a fucking nice guy out there. Can he stop being a fucking nice guy? He, he, that's his nature, dog. He's got it. He has to. He has to get a little bit of that dog. He and 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 I've been waiting, right? Like waiting for these moments to see. All right, let's show me what you got. Show me some aggression. Show me some leadership here. While we all, you know, the whole Laker team rides the coattails of LeBron's leadership, and for good measure, you are the second best player, and the key. The keys to the franchise are in your fucking hand. LeBron's like literally dropping them into his hand. And he's just not grasping them. You can't teach that, Drew. You can't teach that. Mm-mm. You're right. It's something that you have or you don't. Isn't, I that, think, isn't that what people were saying about LeBron for a long time? He didn't have the dog in him? You know, that's well, what they were saying. I don't. I always think LeBron is up for every game. I always think that like of course. competitively and, and that drive. But but that's another person that I'm, I'm like I just mentioned. He only had five free throws. He only had 20 points in this game. I think he only took 15 shots. And seven of those were threes because he hit one fucking step back three. Every time LeBron hits one step back three in the first half, I'm like, no. Right. Because then he thinks he's going to hit these like crazy long distance threes like he's Dane Lillard. And he has no accuracy from three. Two of seven from three. Stop shooting threes. Same thing with I'm living with Anthony Davis taking the jumpers too. As good and as consistent as he is, I'm living. If I'm Houston. That is the goal for Houston. No points in the paint for Anthony Davis. Try and limit those from to offensive rebounds and random plays where he just happens to be there. But if he's constantly allowing PJ to push him out and out and out and getting his setup, you know, instead of at 10 feet from the rim, setting up at 15, 16, 17 feet. And then, of course, he turns around. He looks at PJ. He goes, oh, I can shoot over this guy. And he can. He and, can. And, Every look, time. I don't want him to stop doing that because he is very good at those shots. I'm, I'm very comfortable with him doing that. But there's there has to be some recognition from Vogel now. There has to be. This is where I'm more than I'm leaning on LeBron or Anthony Davis. We have to understand through film the way that Houston's defense operates, and we have to start picking that apart. They they are all over the place on defense. They're all over. The so, switching is phenomenal. Backdoor cuts. Mm-hmm. What do you do when someone's in your fucking ass? You go backdoor. We need to start implementing backdoor cuts. We need to start implementing some pick and roll stuff. That actually works. Can we have LeBron and AD do a pick and roll at the top of the key? They switch really well, and their hands are in the lane at all times. There's a lot of deflections going on. Right. And we're seeing, like Miami, they've all bought bought in defensively with this squad. Yep. And it, it seems to work. I want to know the adjustments, like you're saying, is going to be pick and rolls, which I can't believe they're not even doing that. How are we not doing that? <laughs> it's LeBron and AD. What the fuck? Okay, the obvious one that most people are going to say is, all right, let's just go small. Like, Lakers go small, AD at the five. Fine, Kuzma's out there or you know whoever we want to inject into the lineup, fine. It's not really that big of a deal. 
the, the biggest part of the deal is whoever is guarding PJ for, for the Lakers defensively cannot help. Let, let James Harden get layups. He's waiting for that help defender to come so that PJ or whoever is wide open for a three. That's their whole MO. I would much rather have James Harden score 50 points in this game and, and be shooting you know 30 shots and have the majority of them be at the rim where he's not, he's not always going to finish those. These are tough shots that he's going up against a defender that's trying to stop him. I'd rather see that than all these three-point shooters just getting wide-open looks. And I mean, JaVale or whoever, Dwight, whoever it is, is just like, oh, I'm, let me go block James, James's, James Harden's uh, you know, layup attempt. No, it doesn't happen. You don't block the shot. He goes to the free throw line, or he gets a wide open fucking three pointer for PJ in the corner. And P- PJ only takes. That's all he does. Threes. He took seven threes last night, all corner, and he's wide open on every single one of them. You got to bring up Eric, Eric Gordon too. Twenty three. Austin had ten, and I started laughing. I was giggling to myself because you know I like Eric Gordon. Yeah. But I said, "Bull in the china shop, bro. This guy is just head all, down, head down, st- uh, ass full of steam, bro." Yep. And he's really good. He's a very underrated player. He'd be on my underrated player team if I had one, yep. which we probably should do. Um, but again, another player on that team. I mean, Rivers shoots threes. Eg shoots threes. Covington shoots threes. James uh, Russ, even though I don't, we don't want him to. Please shoot more. Russ. And we got to bring this up too. Like Rondo looked, did not look good last look, night. He looked okay, I, honestly. I, I was, he I was, fell down so many. That times. was the, that was the only thing. It's like, dude, he what, slipped like six times. Was his shoes too big? He was, they... he was on the floor for eight minutes. He was on the, he was, literally, he hit the ground more times than minutes played. He did. It's like, is it the shoes? Are the guys not mopping the areas? But nobody else is slipping. Did he lace them up? Did I he don't not know. lace his shoe? I don't know. I, but I will say when he was in there, it was a positive influence, and it was really nice to see him back. Mm-hmm. Look, we know he's not going to necessarily fill up the scoring, stat, like the stat sheet. We want him rebounding and assisting, trying to play some defense. To be quite honest, I thought our defense was adequate. Other than that, you know, having that big man, JaVale, Dwight, whoever it is, they can't. They can't get sucked into the paint. They have to stick on their assignments. If they're gonna if they're gonna play, you can't just leave whoever they're guarding wide open from three. That's what Houston is banking on. So that has to change. But the way that this game was being played was fine. It was kind of along the Lakers' pace. We we couldn't score again. So this is again a, a recap, a revisit of, of game one against Portland. Other than Caruso, who finally had a good game, which is which was very nice to see. Um, unfortunately, it came in this shit game where we we weren't even close to winning in the in the you know most of the second half. It was all Houston. Um, but look, I'm I'm going to go back to the exact same kind of comments that I had after that game one loss to Portland. Panic time is not here yet. Mm-hmm. Panic time starts tomorrow if we lose that game and we go down two nothing. Um, but it, it, now it's the adjustments. Okay, LeBron, start scoring the ball again. I know that you had a relatively easy matchup against Carmelo Anthony in the last round and was able to score 38 points in one of those games. Got to start doing that more. We have to start doing that more. And honestly, I, I will finish where I started. Anthony Davis, get to the free throw line. Get to your spots. Stop settling for these semi-easy shots that aren't necessarily that easy that you think you can hit and take control of this game. Force them to double you, which they didn't have to do that often in that game. You know what What I never see from Anthony is emotion. Like, and I'll, we'll talk about them in a minute, but like a Montrez Harrell or somebody like that. Like you don't see him screaming, yelling, nothing like that. Like there's just no intensity. There was that one sequence though with LeBron with beating the shit out of Russell and then banging, banging on him too. That yep. was insane. At 35 years old, 
LeBron's still doing it. Yep. That's amazing. But you need more of that. And yeah, I'm with you on this. 20 game. points from LeBron. Mm-hmm. If this, if he, if he only gets 20 points in every game, we're going to lose the series mm-hmm. without a doubt. He has to get up, up of that, like to 28 to 30 a game, still doing everything else that he's doing. I know we're asking a lot of him, but unfortunately that's what this team, that's what this team needs, right? This team is not like, I, I was thinking of thinking back and I was actually talking to John earlier today, douchebag John, um, about, you know, the, the previous championships that the Lakers have won since I've been alive. The confidence that I have in this current Lakers team is nowhere near the confidence that I had with those Kobe and Powell teams. And of course, not even close to the the confidence I had with Shaq and Kobe and that whole roster with Phil Jackson and Mm -hmm. everything. Like, this team gives me no confidence. And and for all the Laker fans that are like thinking that this was going to be an easy cakewalk, you know, we Portland got injured. Okay. That series would have gone a lot longer if those guys were able to stay on the floor without injuries. Mm. Um, that's not going to be the case here. I mean, maybe Russ or Harden goes down with an injury, but if that's what we're hoping for, then what the fuck are we doing? What are you playing for? Right. Like, what is the system? Like, what are we st- – like, how do we expect to beat Miami or Boston or Toronto? All mm. three of those teams look better than the Lakers do, and ne- nevertheless the Clippers as well on the Western side. And Houston looks better than, than the Lakers right now. So I'm hoping that this was just like a kind of a, a weird – Five days off, like, you know, a lot of other shit other than basketball was going on during that week, and rightfully so. Uh, but it's time to, like, let's refocus. Let's come out. We cannot lose game two. Mm-mm. This is a must win. Um, and and I want to see adjustments from Frank Vogel on the offensive side to to take advantage of the fact that, that Houston is small. And that's the last thing that I want to mention is James Harden after the game was saying, uh, I think his quote was like, I don't know why people keep saying that we're small. And his reference really was in regard to heart. He says it doesn't matter what size you are. If you don't have the heart, then it then it makes so much sense. None of it matters. He's absolutely right. But look, they are small. Like it's it's not like we're making up that they're small. They're fucking small. They they only have guys that are six, seven or or below height as much heart as they have. You can't teach size. And, And that is an advantage. That we have to take advantage of. But I also noticed those little guys, like if we're calling them little guys, PJ, Eric Gordon, Russell, all of them box out, like box out hard for these rebounds. They all crash for these rebounds. They're just outplaying them. Their energy, again, is just way more than the Lakers put forth. You guys just got to stop banking on, well, we have AD and, and LeBron. It is a team effort. We, You guys need way more than that. Um Again, you're looking for that third guy, and you kind of don't know who it is well, yet. Well, Kuzma had a rough game last night. Uh, other than Caruso, nobody else really – like Danny Green Danny had, hit his first shot. Fuck, then. which was great to see that go through the net. Right. But he only ended up with 10 points. KCP only had five. And that's not like, enough, Drew. That's the shit that, unfortunately, they were all let off the hook in round one because Portland just lost all their players. Mm-hmm. So they were all let off the hook, and there's the freedom. Oh, well, look, you know, we're, we're, we can definitely beat this team. I got Hazonia on me. Like, I can shoot as many shots as I want. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, can we all focus like and play? Look, I'm not going to yell at Danny Green for missing open shots, but I'm going to yell at Danny Green for not switching appropriately on defense, for not diving for loose balls. And I'm, I'm just saying a name, right? I'm not, I'm not accusing him of doing that in this last game, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, effort and energy is what's going to get favorite. us out of this round, right? Mm-hmm. Even if we're missing threes. We still have LeBron and AD. We still can run a good offensive play and get a good offensive shot. 
I it, it, we're not going to win the series if we think that Houston's just going to stop playing hard or something like that or get injured. It's just not going to happen. So last but not least, man, we got a six man of the year. My boy Trez, Masa Trez, well-deserved six man of the year. Uh, the Clippers announced it yesterday after their post-game meeting. So really, did you see the video? I did. Really cool. Lou Williams gave it to him. Yeah, they brought it out like of the corner. Yeah. yeah they had the trophy in the corner. Yeah. And very well-deserved. He got a lot of love on social media. I know he's been having a really rough time. We've talked about it all the time. He lost his grandmother. It's been a rough month. He was away for 30 days from the bubble. Um, I thought it was great that Lou gave him. Lou is totally fine with it. I still think they could have had a co a co six man of the year. I think they both deserved it. But uh, with everything that Montrez has been through, and just his uh, again another guy that took another route. You know, like Clippers. He even said in his speech, like, "Thank you to Doc and the organization for believing in me." He's been playing with Pat and uh, Lou since he's come into the league, and. I'm just really happy for him. And I think this is a huge boost for the Clippers coming off that game one against Denver. I mean, I was I, they were another team that had one day rest. Jamal Murray was really worried about that because they played their asses off in a seven-game series. And just that game against Denver was exactly what I wanted from my squad. Everything just looked great. Uh, you know, I don't think as much as people love Kawhi, and talk, they're not talking about Kawhi enough. That's exactly where he wants it, though. I, I, no, I, think, I get it. I think he loves that, like, somehow he's still under the radar. Totally. How it's, the fuck is that possible? I just, it's it's like watching, and it's so cliche to say, but it's like watching a surgeon. I mean, he picks his spots, and he's he's his efficiency is like 80% or something like that from 15 feet right now. Yeah. Everything he takes is a good shot. Zubak played really well. We were worried about him, the matchup with Jokic. He played him very well. Um, Paul George had 19, but Kawhi is just... Kawhi like we're seeing like how amazing this dude really is and I've said it all all season but Jamal like like I thought was not going to have another 30 50 50 point game it's a different defense man and I'm seeing something in Landry Shamit too I think he's a totally totally different player in the bubble defensively diving for basketballs you know our three was hitting really well and I you know I want to see how we play them tonight I, I don't think it's fair to give like a barometer on how this series is going to go based on that first game. Right. Uh, the way that that Denver came out was what I was hoping <laughs> the way that Houston was going to come out against the Lakers. Like they just had nothing in the tank. It was pretty clear from the beginning yeah. that they were just exhausted from the first round. And granted, they just had that crazy, like really, really intense game seven, right? Like 78 to 80 or whatever the final score was, which is just, you know, you don't see that kind of game. And what that means is there was a lot of nerves. And there was a shit ton of effort and, and like intensity going on where nothing was easy. Everything was contested, right? So they were just I didn't I did I think they just chalked that one up to like a like I think they may have even gone in there thinking we're gonna lose game one and bounce try and bounce back in game two and get some energy up. It would they just they were very flat. Except for Jeremy Grant, who came out and like hit four threes <laughs> right away. And we both like Jeremy Grant a lot, but and Porter didn't do much at all. No, nobody really did much. Yeah. I mean, other than Jeremy Grant, who is, you know, anytime you can get him on the score sheet mm -hmm. in, in like in the in the teens, that's usually a really good sign for Denver. But nobody else was bringing any kind of flavor or, or you know, nobody else was on their game for Denver. And I, it's very possible that that's just the way this series goes because the Clippers are better at pretty much every position other than the center position with Jokic. And even then, Zubak, like you said, did a great job. I thought he was I thought he was He's doing exactly really what solid. he needs to do, yeah. man. And again, like he's just Jokic is a tough guard. 
But when you can but he is slow, and it's not like he's he's not going to blow by you. No. So Zub can stay in front of him, which is a big component of of making Jokic's life difficult. And just it's going to be tough for for Jamal and Gary. Just any kind of pick and roll, like you see Kawhi, then you see PG, then you see uh, again. We got a, a shout out to Marcus Morris, who's another dude who was so efficient that game, and he's been super efficient through the whole bubble. And what a, what a piece to have, right? And I know a lot of people don't like Marcus, and I get it. I wasn't a big fan of him before he got on our squad. But I'm seeing that the, the team really likes him a lot, and they trust him a lot. He's taken almost as more shots than Paul George, you know? So He's been playing better than Paul George for the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I still think Paul had a good game. I'm fine with 19. I don't think as much as I'd like to have Paul George have 30-piece every single night, I think we have enough weapons to where – he doesn't necessarily. Well, have you to guys do were that. up by twenty points in this yeah. game, like for the like the majority of the game. So yeah. Once it, Bull Bull got in, I yeah. said, "Oh, this is a wrap. I could probably, <laughs> this, yeah, this is going to be a wrap." Since remember the Bull Bull train three weeks ago? Oh yeah, that, that train is much shorter yeah, that's, now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I look. I I expect the Clippers to win this series. Um, I think I I do think Denver m- may get one or two games, but that's only going to happen if if Jamal and Jokic like really catch that same kind of fire that they had. Well, you know who's got a fire is Mike Malone because he's pissed he can't have his wife in there. What's up with the fact that coaches, everybody in the bubble can bring family and girlfriends, but coaches can't. Refer- what the fuck is that? I don't get it. I- how is that How is that approved? I- like, the coaches have a union. Like, what? How is Who that? signed off on this? Just but let me bring my wife or, or girlfriend. Right. Like, what? I don't understand. They can stay in the same room. They don't even need an extra room. If right. you just bring your spouse in. We've been married 20 years. What, you know, like. Bring a roll away. I have a child. Bring a roll away into my room. And my wife can. Why can't. That doesn't make any sense to me. Zero. And I'd be pissed too. And all of the fucking rooms are vacant. Like all the, t- all the teams are gone. Right. We're down to eight teams. Right. You can put the wife on another floor if you want. Yeah. Just put, put them somewhere There's else. There's a lot of space. I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense. The coaches didn't read the fine print, I guess. I guess they didn't. Uh, but shout out to Montrez. I think he's gonna come out tonight with a lot of energy. I'm really looking forward to it. Love this series. I want to. I want to sweep these boys so bad because I want some rest. You can do it. I want to rest up for Houston. Um, <laughs> hey, dude, if Houston beats us, yeah, I mean, they they scare me too. If, though. Yeah, if they that's what I'm saying. Like if it's Lakers or Houston that you face, if it, if you end up facing Houston, they will be on fire. Like they will be about as hyped as possible because this is the first time that they're going to be in a Western Conference Finals, not looking at. Steph and Clay right. and fucking KD. I'm looking down the, the road way. though to the, the the squad that matches up against both Clippers and Lakers and Houston is Miami. That is the squad that can match up. It's the best team and, in the NBA I, right now. You think so? Miami's the best team in the NBA I, right now. That's uh, the truth. Yeah, they are. They are. I'm with that. I'm with that. You got anything else, Drew? Nope. I just hopes and prayers. Yeah, I've got hopes and prayers for tonight too. We got we're about to have this uh Toronto Boston game about to pop on right now. I'm going with my boy Jeff Japrange posted a song yesterday. Yeah. And I had to look it up. He got it from the homie game, but it's not game. It's a dude named Zaire. Underrated and overdue. This album's pretty hot. Turn it up, bang it. Uh shout out to basketballnews.com. If you have not been to the site, check the site. The so follow through with Clips and Drew. And Drew, we're going. John Moran, look in the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, focus on success, yeah, that's the only thing that's on my mind But even if I don't get it, guarantee that I'll be fine Mind of a hard worker, welcome to my fucking mind I ain't sending double texts, if you don't see it, never mind Late nights in the studio, I've been working double time Every night is different too, nothing like the other times Running from the chase, nigga, we having adventure time Why you acting fake, nigga, you can't be no friend of mine oh, yeah, you can't be no friend of mine Pushing on the 
gas me going to the finish line Never looking back in my bag, I'm gonna finish mine No, I got the mad, I came back with this mini rhymes Oh, I'm in my bag, I can't wait till I'm in my prime Crazy about my bitch, you know what they say about them Gemini's Yeah, know what they say about them Gemini's Got two sides of me, so don't lie to me Nigga, please. Only time you giving blessings when somebody sneezes. Where the bitches at if they don't come, then I'ma leave. It's crazy how I'm here. The doctors thought I was deceased. I guess I got some more unfinished business I can't leave. My respect is certified. You see in black and white, but I can make that shit colorized. Tell you what you can see. Tell you who you can be. Get a ride or die and only focus on your family. Riding in that Camry. Bumping my own shit. Hoping I could win a Grammy. Niggas pay attention, but be acting like they can't see. My flow is something you can't touch. It's like an antique. Never fucking fold and I'm the leader of this damn fleet If I need a shooter, then my nigga here like Van Vliet Off Gorilla Glue, this got me feeling like I can't speak The way this bitch be tripping, it's like she really cannot stand peace Monstrous in the crowd, it's out there looking like a stampede Can't really get this shit with this one on God, bro.